helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. In his farewell address, George Washington said, The alternate domination of one faction over another, sharpened by the spirit of revenge natural to party dissension, which in different ages and countries has perpetuated the most horrid enormities, is itself a frightful despotism. Today, we're seeing not only the frightful despotism of political parties, but their destructiveness as well. People like to say, politics makes strange bedfellows. Today, however, I think a better saying would be, lie down with dogs, get up with fleas. After all, just look at the evil ideas some people have that others are forced to support, simply because they're in the same political party. How many members of the Democratic Party will be covered in the blood and atrocities extolled by members of the squad? Where are those denouncing their fellow socialists for their supporting of raping, torturing, and murdering civilians? Where are the members of the media pointing out their fellow journalists who support the beheading of babies? Then again, where are the Republicans denouncing the vengeful rhetoric of some of their members? But today, I want the American people to look at those who support the attacks by Hamas and ask yourself two questions. First, are you comfortable having people who support such vile, evil, and humane actions representing you? Second, what are you going to do about it? Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study, where we read and study the Constitution, who teach the rising generation to be free. And today, I want to look at the, uh, the fleas, not just the fleas that, that politicians pick up, but I want to look at it from a different point of view. I want the American people to go through this and ask themselves, are you comfortable with that ideology representing you? I, I, I seriously want you to, to answer that question. And um, then we'll talk towards the end a bit more about, well, what can we do about it? Let's start out with uh, Representative Ilan Omar. She took to social media. She implored the American people to oppose the response, the Israeli response to the attacks by Hamas. Now, I, 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 I'm trying to, to understand here. She said, as the world is condemning Hamas attacks, we must also oppose an Israeli military response that has already taken the lives of hundreds of Palestinians, including nearly two dozen children. You know, I'm, I, I am saddened by the death of, of, of civilians and by the death of children, but you're basically telling me that Israel should just allow themselves to be attacked, have their citizens murdered, have their women raped, their babies tortured and beheaded, and do nothing? See, the difference is Hamas targeted Israeli civilians. Israel is only, as I, from what I've read so far, the reports I have so far, Israel has only killed civilians because the members of Hamas are hiding behind them whether by putting their, their, their 
storage facilities, their weapons caches, and their, their offices in and amongst the civilian population. But this, this, ladies and gentlemen, if you are represented by Ilan Omar, this is what she proposes. It's fine for, you know, okay, you know, whatever, you, can, you can condemn Hamas for the, uh, um, how did she put it, uh, their attacks. But whatever you do, you must oppose Israel for responding to it. You know, I wonder if, uh, uh, if God forbid, but if people were to attack Ms. O Ms. Omar and her family, I wonder if she would tell her security personnel, well, don't kill them. Don't shoot back. You might hurt somebody innocent. Because that's basically what she's telling Israel to do. And again, she's not alone. But, but her rhetoric seems to be some of the most, most vile. She goes, this is, she continued, this is collective punishment, a war crime, and the U.S. should oppose any violations of international law if we truly support rules-based international law. Uh, I do believe the rules of international law allow in a country that has been attacked to retaliate. Now, the fact that civilians die is a sad fact of war, but it's not Israel's fault that they were attacked. They have a right to respond to defend their territory and to defend their citizens. But notice, uh, there, there's, there's very little that Omar says. Um, uh, 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 you know, she signed on to, I guess she signed on to a letter condemning the violence, but she kind of ignored the fact that, hey, wait a second, um, Hamas attacked Israel. Hamas committed war crimes. Hamas is a current threat to the civilian population of Israel, all she's worried about is that Palestinians again. And again, I, I feel for them. But remember, Gaza isn't rule isn't controlled by Israel. So you know, Israel didn't put the the Hamas leadership in place. Israel didn't vote Hamas to be their 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 political leadership. And let's face it. In my opinion, if Ms. Omar really thought that Hamas was freedom fighters and was really worried about the, the civilian casualties, wouldn't she be condemning Hamas for hiding themselves among civilians? See, all, that, that, that seems to be a part that's lost. But I want to come back. If you live in the district represented by Ms. Omar, are you comfortable with this? Are you comfortable with the... Um, the, the, with this person representing you? Does this represent your ideals? Does this represent your feelings and opinions? Or are you just stuck to her because, well, she's a Democrat and you always vote Democrat? Hmm? Or, or what about those who are represented by uh, Rashida Tlaib? Now, she came out uh, against Israel's response, but uh, it's interesting when people started, at, when I would call them, or maybe reporters, start asking questions, her response was interesting. Terrorists have um, cut off babies' heads and burned children alive. Do you support Israel's rights to defend themselves against this brutality? We're just going to go through there. You can't comment about Hamas terrorists chopping off babies' heads? 
So this was a reporter. This is a, a, the tunnel is under the Capitol complex, and she's she's asking the congressman a, a, a question. And guess what? Ms. Talib has the same right to remain silent that you and I do. She has the right not to answer, to not say something to this reporter. She's absolutely. Um, but what was interesting was what happened near the end when the congressman entered a an elevator that was for uh, uh, members only. Congressman, why do you have the Palestinian flag outside your office if you do not condone what Hamas terrorists have done to Israel? Do Israeli lives not matter to you? See, that to me was an interesting question. Uh, Rashida Tlaib has has uh, supported Hama- Palestinians uh, for uh, well, basically her, most of her career. She has a Palestinian flag outside of her office, hanging outside of her office. Um, but does that mean she condones what Hamas has been doing in the name of the Palestinian people? Does she believe? that Israeli lives matter, which I think is an excellent question because I believe it was Rashida Tlaib that supported Black Lives Matter. Does she not support, does she not believe that Israeli lives matter? So I ask you, if you are representative, represented by Ms. Tlaib, um, do you want answers to those questions? Do, does she represent your opinions, your beliefs about the... Uh, uh, the current Palestinian-Israeli uh, conflict, the Hamas-Israeli war, do, do, does she represent you? If not, do you have any plans to do anything about it? What about uh, about socialists like uh, Bernie Sanders or, or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Are you okay with the company that, that they've been keeping? Now, I don't believe Bernie Sanders has said anything in support of Palestine. Again, I believe AOC has. But almost immediately after Hamas attacked Jewish civilians, uh, the Democratic Socialists uh, of of America, well, they've been defending them. Uh, The party wrote uh, on X, they said, DSA is steadfast in expressing our solidarity with Palestine. Today's events are direct results of Israel's apartheid regime, a regime that receives billions in funding from the United States, and the violence and the occupation free Palestine by murdering civilians, by raping women in the street, by beheading babies. You're okay with that, huh? I, I don't even get the, you know, the, the apartheid regime. Again, I talked yesterday about that. That's nothing but, I said last week about that. That's propaganda. Um, the question of should Israel receive billions from the United States is another question. But if you're talking about ending the violence, it was Hamas that initiated the violence. Again, are the conditions in Gaza optimal? No, but they're that way because the, the, the Palestinian people in Gaza, when they were given freedom to choose their, their government, chose a group affiliated with terrorists. So now I ask you, if you are a member of the Democratic Socialists of America, are you okay with this position? What about the, the doublespeak? See, they added later, they said, we, we unequivocally condemn the killing of all civilians. Um, then how could you support 
Palestine and Hamas, how can you support what Hamas is doing in the name of Palestine if you condemn the killing of all civilians? They said it is imperative for international human rights law to be respected, but it is Hamas that is violating international human rights laws. They don't care. They said, but we cannot forget that the Israeli state has systematically denied Palestinians the right to self-determination for decades. That is a lie. Um, Gaza is a self-governing state. They have the right to self-determination. And it appears this is what they've determined that they want. So I ask you again, if you are a member of the, Demo of the Democratic Socialists of America, are you okay with this? Because of the six uh, 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 members of Congress that are affiliated with the DSA, the, the, fe the, the Federalists repeatedly asked them to, for a statement condemning what Hamas has done. And one, and only one, Shiri Thanadar of Michigan writ the DSA statement. He said, this is classic anti-Semitic anti rhetoric. What the DSA missed here is this that this is a terrorist attack, the biggest murdering of Jewish people since the Holocaust. Holocaust. I am not very proud of the DSA at this time as a member of that organization. For the DSA to be supportive of a terrorist organization and such a barbaric terrorist attack is just unbelievable, and I want no part of it. That's not progressive. That's not socialism. That's just totally irresponsible hatred against Jews and toward the state of Israel. So now I ask you, if you live in Michigan, if you are represented, represented by Mr. Senator, do you agree with him? If so, what are you going to do about it? If you are represented by one of the other five representatives associated with the DSA, do they represent you? Does that DSA position represent your beliefs? And if not... What are you going to do about it? See, it's all well and good to look at the, the, the horrific actions and to look at those who are supporting those actions and condemn them. But it means, it, it, it means little. To stand up and say, Oh, this is terrible. We did, you know, we disavow what uh, Talib and Omar, the DSA and AOC. We disavow that. That's one. That that's fine. What are you going to do about it? Put another way. Will support for the DSA and their. I'll agree with the with, with uh, Their anti-Semitic, anti-Israel hatred. Their willingness to condone and support the bloodthirsty actions of a group of terrorists, to support a terrorist organization, be, simply because it, it aligns with them somewhere, somehow. Will, they, will the people who associate with that, will they pay any price for this position? Is there anybody who will vote against Omar or Tlaib or, or AOC or any of the others because they associated themselves with the murdering of innocent women, children, the, the gunning down of young people who are simply attending a concert, the raping of women in the street, the collection of hostages to use them as human shields against retaliation for such criminal, inhuman behavior. Will anybody vote against them because of that stand?
while we're at it, is there anybody that's going to look now at, Miss, at, at Mr. Thanadar and say, you know what? I might not have voted for you before, but I'll consider it now. Maybe I will. Especially if he turns around and actually, disasso- actually disassociates himself with the DSA. See, it's one thing to say, th- say something. Is he going to disassociate himself with the DSA? Is he going to uh, condemn the DSA leadership that issued such vile nonsense? Is he going to do something? See, if, if he was a candidate for, for representing me, the first thing I'd want to say is, okay, you said something. Are you going to do something? Are you going to put your words where your mouth is? If the answer is no, then shut up and stand aside. Because all you're doing then is playing a, a, a political, political rhetoric, political gamesmanship. And you know what? I'm not interested in that level of despotism. I'm not. See, if you're represented by somebody with, with such a vile, despicable, and disgusting attitude towards human life, remember, people voted for them. Now, maybe you didn't vote for them. Don't think that lets you off the hook. Because now the question is, are you going to take this new information and use it to help educate your neighbors about the type of people who are representing them today? Now, I've gotten a lot of information around this, the the current Israeli conflict, and a lot of other topics at AmericaOutloud.news. It's one of the reasons why I visit there every day. They're in my news feed so that I can get news and information from my fellow people here at America Out Loud. You can do the same thing, and I encourage it, but I want you to do another step. Just as I'm telling people who, who are represented by these people to do something, you must do something as well. What do I ask you to do? Share the information. Find the stories. Find the, the news articles, the podcasts, the videos, the things that inform you, and share them. Believe it or not, if we wish to secure the blessings of liberty, that journey starts with simply sharing information and exposing people to the rest of the story. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. 
Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. You know, today we're talking about the dark side of politics. And as I was ending the last segment, I, I mentioned, as I frequently do, how important it is to get information, to get information from different sides, and to share that information. Because if we are wedded to the the information source of a single political party or a single political ideology, then we're divorced from the truth. Because you never find the truth in simply one side of a discussion. And for example, um, we have the, the Business Insider, the uh, supposedly business news source. Well, that's taken aside in the uh, latest goings on in, uh, in, 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 in Israel. Now, one of the uh, most interesting sources of information coming out of Israel and Gaza has actually been X, formerly known. <laughs> The, the, the social media site is really known as Twitter. And uh, there's been, they've had videos, they've had uh, um, audio, there's been a lot of information coming out via Twitter. What does Business Insider have to do with, about this? Well, it seems they don't like the information that's been coming out of Twitter. In fact, they've been labeling it as, guess what? That's right, misinformation. They say misinformation is rife on the platform. Uh, Insider's own Hassan Chowdhury called the terrorists Hamas fighters. Never, by the way, mentioned the fact that uh, any of the atrocities that Hamas has committed in this particular event. It, it doesn't mention that that, that uh, they've killed 1,200 Israelis, that they've uh, murdered babies, they've raped women in the street. Don't We don't mention that. In fact, they don't even refer to them as terrorists. Mr. Assad, in his article, doesn't even refer to them, the word terrorist, doesn't even appear. But then he turns at X and says, well, how dare you uh, show this information? I mean, that's all, that's misinformation. Which is why I keep saying why this, this cry to suppress what's called misinformation, disinformation, is so dangerous. See, if much of what we know is actually going on in Israel is coming out of Twitter, individuals, their own video, their own reporting, and putting it on Twitter, but it doesn't meet the agenda of, in this case, a, an alleged news organization, they can simply suppress it as uh, misinformation. Now listen, Business Insider is well within their rights to decide what information they do and do not share. And Mr. Chowdhury is well within his rights to have the opinion of Hamas as freedom fighters rather than uh, terrorists. The question is, what are you going to believe, him or, or your lying eyes? See, that's why I keep saying we want information out of the horse's mouth, not out of the other end. If you have video of rocket attacks, and I'm not saying there, there isn't the possibility of misinformation on Twitter. There is. I've seen people referring to video of prior attacks as video of current attacks, and that's that's wrong. 
But to look at the volume of information, what is coming out of Twitter and saying, well, you know, it's, it's just misinformation. It's, you know, th these aren't terrorists. They're, they're freedom fighters. Yet, you know what? When you start beheading babies, when you're gunning down entire families, when you're breaking into homes and shooting dad and taking mom and children hostage so that people don't retaliate against you, that's not a freedom fighter. No, that's a terrorist. In fact, I don't even think, I, I think even terrorists should be insulted by what these, these people have been doing. But that's why I keep saying it's important that you share information. It's one of the reasons why one of the major pillars of the, of the Patriots program is the community committees of correspondence, that we have information sharing capabilities, the ability to communicate without censorship so that information can get out. Because how a situation is shaped, how it is spun, how it is massaged will have a tremendous impact on not only how people will receive it and, and understand it, but how they will respond to it. And response is an important consideration. Take, for example, the, uh, again, is it coincidence, is it uh, correlation or causation that uh, this attack on Israel by Hamas, which is supported by Iran, happens, oh, fairly shortly after $6 billion in Iranian funds were released from sanctions in a, uh, in a hostage nego uh, negotiation deal. Well. Let's listen to uh, uh, Secretary of State Blinken uh, put his uh, opinion on it, his spin on it, uh, during a, uh, an interview on uh, NBC's Meet the Press. Mr. Secretary, as you know, Republican candidates have been criticizing the administration for the deal that you just struck with Iran to release five American detainees in exchange for some Iranian detainees, as well as releasing $6 billion. Your officials have already said Iran has not yet seen a cent of that money. But how do you respond to Republican critics who say that that deal funded the attacks on Israel? Well, it's very unfortunate that some are playing politics uh, at a time when so many lives have been lost and Israel remains under attack. Uh, here are the facts. Uh, the facts are that these were these were not U.S. taxpayer dollars. These were Iranian resources that it had accumulated from the sale of its oil that were stuck in a bank in South Korea from day one under our law, under our sanctions uh, going back many years. It's always had the uh, the right to use those funds for humanitarian purposes, for food, for medicine, for medical equipment. The funds were moved from one bank to another where it could more easily do that. But under the close supervision of the U.S. Treasury Department, Mr. In Secretary, other words, Mr. Secretary, Treasury I don't verify I don't want no, it's important. It's important to get these facts right, because here's what's going on. Uh, yes, it is important to get facts right. And I need to correct Mr. Blinken just a little bit. Uh, yes, uh, under a deal in 2018, um, South Korea was allowed to purchase oil from Iran. And uh, I, I believe at that point, the, as the, the assets could be used for uh, humanitarian purposes by Iran. Uh, in 2019, however, the Trump administration increased their sanctions on Iran, including freezing these assets. Right? So that's, let, let's do it. There's another point. See, the deal that uh, Mr. Blinken himself, I believe, signed a waiver that said that foreign banks would not be subject to U.S. sanctions for transferring Iranian funds. Oh, so the funds were sent to Qatar. And uh, uh, 
now they, you know, if a bank decides, hey, we're going to transfer these funds for Iran, they the banks would no longer be suffer, suffer sanctions, which is kind of how we prevented Iran from from using these funds for for these purposes. But let's listen to the rest of Mr. Blinken's uh, 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 statement, and then hear the interesting question brought up by the interviewer. Again, not a single cent has been spent from that account. When any money is spent from that account, it can only be used for medical supplies, for food, for medicine. And those who are saying otherwise are either misinformed or misinforming, and it's wrong either way. What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that happened. Iran has, ha, Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like, uh, like Hamas, uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions, it's done that when there haven't been sanctions, and it's always prioritized that. But the question, Mr. Blinken, isn't what Iran does, it's what, uh, what your boss did. And, and are you covering for the, the fact that one of your boss's actions may have had although I believe unintended consequences, um, anticipated and uh, evil consequences. But again, let's let uh, Mr. Blinken finish up here. And again, I come back to the proposition that from these funds have always been under the law available to Iran to use for humanitarian purposes. The Trump administration set up a very similar mechanism to enable uh, Iran to use uh, these, uh, these kinds of assets for humanitarian purposes. We've done the same thing. Now, again, I don't have the details of the the frozen assets in 2019. Were they still available for humanitarian reasons? Um, what I do know, I'm not sure. What I do know is that Mr. Blinken signed a waiver that said foreign banks would no longer be subject to U.S. sanctions for transferring Iranian funds, including these funds. And the idea that funds you know, are, are, you know, it's like, well, it doesn't matter that, that money didn't come out of this particular account. As the reporter, the journalist noticed, the, the interviewer noticed, noted, it's money's fungible. If you're trying to figure out how to pay your bills and uh, you, you, know, you, you, you come up short, if you suddenly say, hey, we will buy $100 worth of groceries. Well, that's $100 you don't have to spend on groceries. You can spend it on something else. Now, for you, that may be a car payment or an insurance payment. For Iran, not surprisingly, it could very easily be for, I don't know, supporting terrorist groups. But there's another little twist that came out of this uh, story that um, I, I want you to consider. This was an interview by a, a senior Hamas official, uh, an Ali Baraka. And uh, uh, he was, on, I believe, Russia Today and uh, doing an interview. And... Um, all right, he doesn't speak in English, so I'm going to have to read you the transcript that I found on the Daily Caller. Uh, during this interview, Mr. Baraka uh, translated an excerpt of an interview provided by the Middle East Media Research Institute um, that uh, there were multiple Hamas members serving life sentences in U.S. prisons, and they we demand that the U.S. free our sons from prison. Okay, what does this have to do here? Well, there are at least 20 Americans missing and at least 22 more that are dead. Could it be that some of those Americans were some of the hostages that were taken? Because he, he, Baraka simply said, there's a precedent going on here. He said, the U.S. conducts prisoner swaps. Only recently it did one with Iran. Why wouldn't it conduct a prisoner swap with us? Hmm. 
Now, we have to understand that in, in, in the Middle East, in fact, in Barack's own words, um, he views the American, uh, United States as evil. He said Biden, the highest authority in the United States, uh, FYI, that's not true. Um, that's a lie that continues to go around, but forget about that. The highest authority in the United States declared that he stands with Israel against Hamas and the Palestinian people. Therefore, he is partner to this aggression. He must pay the price. I don't remember, I don't have the transcript of what Biden actually said, but it's one thing to stand with the American, with the Israeli people when they're being murdered by terrorists. Yes, we stand against murder and terrorism. Not the Palestinian people. That's a conflagration that, a, a, a confluence you've put together. But could it be that uh, these actions have, uh, again, actions have consequences. By trading uh, uh, hostages, we've, the, the Biden administration has said, yes, we will trade hostages. By including CAD, by releasing funds as part of that trade, that tells people, well, maybe we'll get some money out of this. If not, if not actually uh, taxpayer dollars, maybe we'll just get the release of our own funds that have been frozen because of, uh, of, of our actions. But just as we see the partisan politics, the partisan divide in the, in the Meet the Press interview, right? It's, well, the Republicans say that money's fungible and the, that the release of the funds help fund this attack. Well, you know, it's those evil Republicans, uh, the Democrats say no. We see it here. We're seeing the, the continuation. And again, you and I, the American people, the people in Israel, in Gaza, we are in many ways suffering the dark side of this, not only the, the, the actions of the political parties, but the fact that people who are representing us, this is a Secretary of State saying, um, Oh, no, 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 there's nothing to see here. There's no way that money had anything to do with this because, well, they didn't take any money out of the account yet. That's the dark side of politics. That it ha we have to raise it up as Republicans, it's, it's donkeys versus elephants while people are dying in Israel. While Israel is under yet more attacks. But there's more to this. And there's one little piece I want to get to before we get to the break. So the uh, Israel, of course, they're going to be looking for aid. They're going to need weapons. So it shouldn't be surprising that the Biden administration is expected to announce a military aid package. In fact, by the time this airs, they may have already issued the aid package for Israel after this attack. But the Washington Post is reporting that it, the the Biden the administration may be linking to maybe trying to link Ukrainian funding to the Israeli funding. And here comes politics again. We can't look at what's going on in Israel and say, gee, are we in a should we help? Remember, Congress can only spend money for three things to pay the debts of the United States, the uh, common defense of the United States, the general welfare of the United States, capital U, capital S, proper noun. Could an argument be made that uh, helping Israel at this point would be in the for the self defense, the, the, the common defense of the United States? Make that argument. But now we're playing politics with, well, gee, if you want money for Israel, you got to fund Ukraine. Well, what if we don't want to keep sending money to Ukraine? Or we don't want to send that much money to Ukraine. Well, then you don't support Israel. You see how ugly this becomes? Now, people are going to be, I, I expect, we haven't seen this yet, but I expect that there will be people literally blackmailed 
into supporting funding for Ukraine, even though we've got no accounting of how they're spending their money. There's already reports they're spending it on things other than the military. Um, but, oh, if you don't actually fund this, then we're going to link it to Ukraine. This is the, the dark side, the evil side of political parties. To get my way, I will use extortion. I will, you know, this is this is my trade. You want to help uh, Israel? You have to you have to help Ukraine, and we can't possibly look at that as two separate issues. At least that's what I'm hearing uh, that we expect from the Biden administration. Now, as I said, I have to take another break before I go. Though you know, especially in times like this, as we head into winter, uh, when people tend to get more illnesses, it's a great time to support your immune system. I do so with a simple easy-to-use travel-ready gel pack from Healthy Cell called Immune Super Boost. It combines over a dozen immune supplements in one gel pack. Throw them in your bag or use them on your day. They're a great way to help keep your immune system on the go and ready to deal with whatever comes down the street. Now, as an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order of Immune Super Boost or anything from HealthyCell.com. Find out more at AmericaOutloud.shop. Basically, Go to healthy if you go to healthycell.com and you use the code out loud at checkout, it lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud. This is a thank you. You get 25% off your first order. America Out News is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order.
Welcome back, everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. Today, we're talking about the dark side of, well, political parties. I've spent a lot of time so far today picking at the Democrats and the, the, the socialists and, and whatnot, and for good reason. But I don't want to leave out the elephants. See, Lindsey Graham figures that the American people, you, should bomb Iran every time Hamas executes a hostage. In other words, he literally wants the United States to actively involve themselves in someone else's war. It's not enough to provide resources, not enough to provide humanitarian aid. No, he wants U.S. government, he wants the U.S. military to bomb Iran every time Hamas executes a hostage. Now, I have a question for each and every Republican. You okay with that? Where are the people in, in the House? Or maybe they're out there. I haven't heard them denouncing this type of, uh, of uh, I don't, what would you call it, War, uh, warmongering? I mean, where in the Constitution does it say that the American government can spend funds, blood, sweat, tears to involve itself, to attack a, a third party to someone else's war? And again, where are the Republicans denouncing this? And again, I ask you, um, if you are a Republican and you live in South Carolina, is this how you, you think your state should be represented? That the answer to an attack on Israel is for the U.S. to go out and um, attack a third party? Uh, we're not talking about America being attacked. We're talking about Israel's been attacked. And they've been attacked by Hamas out of Gaza. Now, granted, Hamas is funded by Iran, but, and I have to ask you, is if you are, if, if, where are the Republicans saying, uh, hey, you know, Mr. Graham, Lindsey, settle down the war rhetoric. I, you know, I, I don't know what's driving this idea. Is it just a sense of revenge? Is it, is it an attempt to get his face in the media? I don't know. But I have to ask you, where are the calls to tell Lindsey Graham, hey, maybe you should shut down with this, up this threat? Now, he has every reason to, to, he has every freedom to tell people what he thinks. I don't begrudge him that. But I have to ask the people of South Carolina, is this your idea of representing the state? That's his job. He's a, he's a U.S. senator. His job is to represent the state of South Carolina. Is he doing a good job? And to every other person with a Republican representative, what is their position? Are they ready to follow Lindsey Graham? Because he's a Republican. And by the way, you can't say bad things about Republicans if you're a Republican. If you're going to put uh, uh, your party uh, leadership, your, your party loyalty above human life, above justice, then um, is that really? Who who we want representing us? Now, while we're at it, let's take a, a uh, let's put the international stuff aside. Let's look at some domestic issues. That uh, again, the dark side of party politics, and there's a little darker in the United States than Fulton County, Georgia. See, there's a a, a pro-Trump lawyer, Kenneth uh, Chesborough. Um, he provided emails and and memos. Uh, to the to Donald Trump, uh, giving him uh, advice. All right, these are legal strategies and messaging um, dealing with uh, the electoral college and whatnot. 
and this has been brought up in court. Well, the uh, uh, the, the the lawyer, Mr. Chisborough, has uh, called asked the judge to strike those emails and memos because that was attorney-client privilege. He was he was the attorney of Mr. Trump. That communication is privileged, right? Well, except the D, the Fulton County DA, Fannie Willis, she doesn't like that. Her response was, the doc documents form the basis for a criminal conspiracy to unlawfully overturn the 2020 elections and, the, and thus cannot receive the protections afforded to lawful attorney communications or documents. Excuse me, you're telling me that giving legal strategy is no longer um, legal attorney-client privilege? Legal, legal attorney communications? That, that giving legal strategies is not under the law? Think about it. In an attack on a, what has become a blatantly obvious political attack from a Democrat against a Republican, now saying, well, if, that, if, if I don't like it, you know, she's alleged that there's a criminal conspiracy. I've seen no documentation. Maybe there is. I've seen no documentation of an actual conspiracy to overturn the 2020 elections. They questioned the results. Now, questioning the results means you don't have rights anymore. You're right to, to have a, a, uh, the counsel of an attorney and have that be privileged in Fulton County is gone if you are a political opponent of the district attorney. It's not just Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of the January 6th, one of the Oath Keepers alleged uh, to have to, convicted, actually, of a seditious conspiracy claims that two Capitol Police officers, or special agents, I should say, um, lied under oath, committed perjury, and that now he has proof. He has video proof that these officers committed perjury. So think about that. You have officers committing perjury in a highly politicized trial. Will it get the, uh, the conviction and the sentencing overturned? I don't know. But again, we have a, a we have a yet another partisan political partisan um uh I, I hate to call it a trial because it's not a trial. It's a witch trial. It, it's a kangaroo it's a kangaroo court. And you have people lying under oath. Now, again, if there's justice, it should be looked at. But this is the dark side, the, the, the spirit of revenge that is so blatantly obvious against political par your party opponents, even leading to Capitol Police officers, agents lying under oath. And just one more, just one more. Should be a surprise to no one that uh, uh, New Mexico Governor Luan Grisham, remember that temporary ban that illegal temporary ban on firearms carrying firearms well she just said she's going to extend it why well she's a democrat she's an anti-gun democrat right now the question is are there people supporting her in new mexico because well she's a democrat and i always vote democrat so i had to vote for her because well she was a democrat because well republicans are evil she's she's trying to, to Destroy the Constitution of the United States. She's trying to take away your rights. Yeah, but she's a Democrat, and I always vote Democrat. Do you see how evil and ugly 
partisan politics has become. How the the uh, uh, the spirit of revenge has led to this despotism, to this push to um, support those who, it doesn't matter if they're destroying the Constitution, if they're violating their oath of office, if they're destroying their rights, because, well, my party's good and the other party's evil. That is the despotism we're talking about. And if we read a little farther in Mr. Washington's farewell address, he goes, the disorders and miseries which result gradually incline the minds of men to seek a security and repose in the absolute power of an individual. And sooner or later, the chief of some prevailing faction, more able or more fortunate than his competitors, turns this disposition to the purposes of his own elevation on the ruins of public liberty. Oh, we have to elect this person because if not, we're all dead. I don't care if it's Trump, Biden, Grisham, uh, Hochul. I don't care. Look what we've done. We've elevated people into positions of immense power, not because it's inherent in their office, but because, well, we've become so partisan that we can't allow the other side to do what they're legally allowed to do because, well, they might actually win. Why do you think the very same people who decried and complained and challenged the elections in 2000, in 2000, 2016, are throwing in jail people who questioned the election in 2020? You ever wonder why? The very same people who decried and challenged the presidential elections when their political opponent one claims it's an insurrection and of, of undemocratic to question when their person wins. That is the dark side of political parties. That's why I say a pox on both their houses. But I said I would wrap up with what can we do? Because that's important. The say is one thing. We need to work on the do. So what can we do? Well, I'm going to come back to the question I kind of asked in the beginning. Look at these people. Do they represent you? Do you associate do, do you associate with the ideas promoted by AOC, Elon Omar, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Business Insider, uh, um, who, who else? Uh, Tony Blinken, the Biden administration, Lindsey Graham, Fannie Willis. Are these people an accurate representation of how you think things should be done? My guess is for some, the answer is yes. It doesn't matter whether you're a donkey or elephant. I know there are people that will absolutely back what these people are promoting, whether it be the, the slaughter of innocent civilians in Israel or the attack on Iran. There are people doing that. What about the rest of us? Are you okay with supporting attacking a third party for a war? For, that, that Attacking a third party that has not attacked us? Initiating a war with Iran? Are you okay with that? All because, what, they, they, they're, they're, their proxies attacked Israel? Are you okay with associating yourself with 
such vile actions as the public raping of women, the beheading of children, breaking into to homes to kill the father and then take the rest of the family hostage and then hold them hostage, threatening their lives if the people you're attacking actually, oh, I don't know, retaliate for those attacks? Are you okay with that? If you're not, what are we going to do? I've been working on an idea. Tell me what you think, and I'll see if I can set it up. See, we're coming into another election season. We're, you know, we've got another election in November, just over a year away. And I have a question for you. What if we were to take a report card? There's going to be all sorts of report cards. What if we could take a report card showing the representatives, the senators, the governor, state, federal, local, that have expressed support for the atrocities committed by Hamas? that have equivocated the, uh, the, the killing of innocent women and children, the targeting of innocent women and children with the, 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 the sad uh, uh, death of women and children because they were used as human shields. What if we put a list up? Could we put up a list and find all of these, the, the evidence of this, and then as the election approaches, Remind people, oh, you going to vote for Elon Omar? Yeah, you remember she supported the atrocities of killing babies, of, of raping women. She equated, she, she claimed that when Israel gave Gaza to, uh, to, to the Palestinians, you know, gave up any say over what happened, it's still Israel's fault for what happened in Gaza. You okay with that? Well, if you take the the Rashida Tlaibs and the AOCs and we take their statements and we remind people of it as we get closer to the election, because I think that's one of the biggest problems we have is we don't remember. This aggravates us, and by the time we get to the voting booth, we've forgotten. On the flip side, how about the the, uh, Lindsey Grahams? We're going to remember that he wanted to initiate a war with Iran? For for uh, a third party attack on on Israel, I'm not saying Iran doesn't sponsor Hamas. I'm saying should we initiate a should the U.S. United States initiate a war with Iran because of what one of their proxies have done in Israel? You okay with that? But Paul, the the Democrat might win. I don't care. You can use it in the primaries if that's such a big deal to you. Personally, I don't care. Because this evil needs to be remembered as we approach Election Day. By the way, the good needs to be remembered. Was it Representative, uh, um, was it Th- uh, Thanadare? I think that's how it's pronounced, Thanadare? Are people going to say, you know what? Um, he, he spoke out. Is speaking out enough? If he does more, maybe somebody would have voted for a, a Talib or an Omar Maybe they'll vote for him. All right, they're different representatives. But you see what I'm talking about? Maybe somebody that would vote for a Democrat that would be more like a a, a Tlaib or an Omar would vote for him. Maybe if we we look at the Democratic Socialists of America and their support for such atrocities and say, I don't want to support people like that. See, these people are in office because people voted for them. And we need to remind the American people, as they choose their employees for the next Congress, just who it is they're voting for 
and just what it is they're representing and ask them the hard question. Are you okay with that? Because ladies and gentlemen, if we vote, if anyone who votes for these people is saying, I'm okay with their positions, that's okay by me. I will accept that either because I agree with it or because I accept it as a cost of whatever else I support. That means it's our fault, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I hope you'll come back and join us here for the Constitution Study. We're on every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. If you cannot listen, then that's okay. All the shows go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. You can listen to your favorite podcast app, but please subscribe to the show. Leave the episode's ratings and reviews, especially on Apple. It's how people find the Constitution Study. It's how they find America Out Loud. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But as always, don't simply listen, share. If we wish to live with the blessings of liberty, we must share them by using our freedom of speech and of the press to share the rest of the story. <laughs>